Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For the win and a spot in the national championship game. It's on the way. No good. He hooked it. And Georgia is going to survive. At the stroke of midnight, the first few seconds of 2023, Ohio State falls one kick short. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? Go ahead. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up, like a sex machine. Get on up. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg in a very comfortable and familiar spot here waking you up on a Sunday morning. We say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning and happy new year. Do you find people in Duluth? Absolutely. In Duluth. In Duluth, our home of the Wildcats. There you go. Heisman Trophy winner, George Rogers. Uh Uh-oh, he was a big boy. Hey, big boy. He's a big boy. Big fella. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Well, I was going to say it to you first before I said it to the audience, man. But, well, that's just in, indicative of this day for me and, and, and us. Well, no, no, I ain't going to speak for you, but no. what, a, what, a, what a day period. What a last day of 2022. Is that something? If you're a sports fan, at least. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And, um, you know, two cliffhanger games. Uh, and a surprise outcome, and we thought we might get two uh, to upsets because we had a couple of teams going in with chips on their shoulders. Both Ohio State and TCU had chips on their shoulders going into those semifinal games yesterday, but the dogs hung on last night. And you wondered, you wondered, Greg, if they scored too soon and left too much time on the clock because uh, that last drive that Georgia had says, why don't they just run it? Just, just run the ball, you know, just run the ball, run out the clock and score with a few seconds left. You know, Bennett throws a touchdown pass and leaves Ohio State some time. And you got to give C.J. Stroud some credit, man. This dude balled last night. Mm. He flat out balled. I mean, he, he, set, he set the case like who's going to be the top quarterback taken in this draft? Is it really going to be Bryce Young? Is it really going to – you know, I mean, he really gave people something to think about. And um, and then Stetson Bennett gave people something to think about as well. well. We'll get into it. The game was amazing. But just how badly he missed that kick, it's almost like, you know, Greg, like some, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. They open the roof up? Is that it's what you're like saying? Some, it's almost like somebody open a window or something, open a roof or something. The <laughs> ball just Somebody called Arthur and said, what's the combination to that roof up there at the top? <laughs> and then un, uncamera well it or whatever that thing that opens up a little bit. I know what you're saying. Well, it's almost saying. like something opened up because that ball didn't come anywhere close to that goalpost uh, in the end. Fantastic finish. 42-41, Georgia wins, and the crowd spills out into the streets to celebrate. I mean, at the stroke of midnight, the game ends. How fitting is that to, uh, to end 2022 and send this team on to the championship game, man, against those horn, those horn frogs uh, from, from TCU? Uh, I didn't hear the last part of what you said, but I, knew, I do know that we need to credit ESPN for that clip. 
Yes, we, we do. We want to get much, that very out much, there. Very much. Um, I was. <laughs> you. I um, listen. Full disclosure to our audience. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. It was not a pleasant day around here yesterday. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a person in this house who was feeling feeling good. Well, they were up until about what four o'clock, and then things started going south. Well, and, no, uh, it was a, it was a it was a good game. Just it was. It, it doesn't. I was ma- just surprised. I was just surprised. You were surprised. I was Please. just really surprised. I was. I was. I went from surprise to angry, and I got no dog in this fight. And I'm wondering why. And of course, we're talking about Michigan TCU. That first half, it was like, it, it to me. Now that's to me, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time in this because eventually I got to go back to life in this house. But somebody ain't been asleep yet. And this is on the heels of not sleeping the night before, getting ready for this game. And she was she, she woke me up this morning. You know, just telling me you gotta get. I say you haven't been asleep yet. She, no, I, this game is still bothering me. And she's still up, or yeah. or tossing and turning back and forth. Really? It was. Listen, you know how folks, how many Georgia fans you know would have been like that if it came down to something crazy like let's say that wind didn't blow that Ohio State field goal. See, that would have made it worse because you almost want to lose by three touchdowns because then it feels like, okay, well, we just didn't have it today. But when you have it, one of those three-point, one-little-play decision makers, those are the ones that drive you crazy make you want to walk in traffic because you think about it and dissect the game, the entire bus ride back to the airport, then on the flight back, and then, you know, for the however long it takes for you to get over that. But this was – it was like a JV team that first half, and 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 – you know, Michigan turned things around. They came back. But I just didn't understand a whole lot of play calling and a whole lot of what looked like nervousness from a team that ascended to, you know, the the, the number two spot in the country and was supposed to handily take care of TCU. But, you know, people wanted had, need to be reminded they had a Heisman Trophy-nominated quarterback at TCU, and that dude showed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, I'm I'm not well. So on top of that, I was I I got sicker yesterday, and it's just something that started when we were in the studio before you even yeah. got there. So you didn't give me nothing. I know okay. you weren't feeling well, but it was I turned the fan on me. Yeah, I could hear my mother screaming at me all day. Boy, don't go outside with your head wet. You don't catch cold. <laughs> you yep. know, yep. that's exactly what I did yesterday, s- somewhat. And it just got progressively worse. And like I said, then this Michigan game. But obviously, we are not in Ann Arbor. We are in Atlanta. And what happened at the uh, at Mercedes-Benz yesterday is one of those games that, you know, all this conversation that goes, that's goes that been going on about, is Georgia now going to unseat Alabama as the number one team in the country? Or, the, or that team and Kirby Smart is going to have that program that Nick Saban has had for X money. All that stuff is going on. And it's debated back and forth about how long you're going to get. You know th- you know what this conversation reminds me of, Sam? What's that? It's like when Tom Brady got Super Bowl number three, and they were already putting him ahead of Joe Montana, who had four. And now, obviously, he got, you know, Brady's got everybody in his rearview mirror, but I just remember then what was going on in the conversation. And it got me thinking about that yesterday with Georgia. Listen, Nick Saban got rings for both hands. Kirby's got one. It's going to take a while, but what happened last night is the kind of win that puts you even farther up in that conversation. You have to have wins like that. You have to have a quarterback, you know, get a 13-yard sack 
in the national championship game and then come back and throw a game-winning touchdown, meaning like what Tua did. Okay, these are the little plays. These are the things in big games like that that remind people or let people know you're ready to assume the mountaintop. And, and well, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I think he's going to have to do so much more. Oh, absolutely. Sim- simply because he was it, the understudy. Mm-hmm. And see, what you talk about is a little different. When Steve Young was understudy to to Montana, that's true. Yeah. Brady Brady was was far separated from that. It's hard to to get any distance and separate. Kirby Smart from Nick Saban because he was understudying for so long. So people say, okay, he saw the blueprint and he was able to duplicate it. Now, what does he do to add on to that and extend it and really make it his own? Because right now people say, okay, he does it. I mean, everything from running practice, uh, he does everything just the way, you know, he saw Saban do it over in Alabama. Uh, seeing him doing it, but the thing of it is, of all of the other former Saban assistants who are head coaches, yeah. why has Kirby been able to do something that the others have not? And I think that's well. That's thing. an easy answer to me. Resources. Okay. Well, I'm, resources that Georgia has versus some of the other programs. I mean, they just every, do. But everybody was looking for Texas A&M to be there, and that's why I'm, I'm hoping we get a chance to talk with Newey Scruggs tomorrow morning. Hope people will join us tomorrow because we'll be back here tomorrow morning from yes, six we to will. ten. Uh, he's out in Dallas, and I'm curious. The first thing I want to ask him is when the season began, with all the talk about you know Texas and the, the cattle people supporting them. And Texas A&M and all the oil barons dropping money into them, <laughs> and Jimbo and, and Jimbo Fisher having all this yeah. b- preseason sparring with 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 Saban. How surprised are you that the TCU is the flavor out in Texas right now? Mm-hmm. You know, so you talk about another guy in Jimbo Fisher who has been under Saban, who managed to beat him in the game last year. You know why he hasn't yet? He got the resources. They're spending the money out of Texas A&M. You know they've in- enlarged that stadium. But but it's not happening there, and it's, it's not ha- it's, it's not a destination it's, it's either, happening. like Georgia. Well, you would think that that they think that the money's going to do it, right? And so that's the thing because of the coach that's there, and because of his background, and because he's seen the blueprint drawn as well. But uh, as Kirby is doing it, 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 it's been able to duplicate that and then some, and that's what we watch for. Got one more game to go. They got to you know come back, regroup, and then head out west and handle the business again next week and make it back-to-back championships. It will not be easy. This Texas is a, a Texas TCU, Christian team. Yeah. They surprised me. They surprised me with their defense. We always talk about the Big 12 and how they don't play defense in that conference. They, man, that you're right, dude, you're they, right, you're right. They played some defense yesterday uh, that really impressed me. So there's something to think about, food for thought. Um, I don't know how many people you know have watched them that much this season, but I think we glimpsed them toward the end of the season. But um, – Curious to see, man. A lot of people said, do they deserve to be in? Should they have been there? A lot of people said the same thing about Ohio State. Uh, did they deserve to, to to be there? And they both played with chips on their shoulders yesterday, which made for two remarkable games. So it was great football. Uh, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 game, 92.9thegame.com on this first day of 2023. I got to do something, Greg. People yeah. be careful outside. The fog yes, is, it is incredible. The fog is dense. And I'm looking at some uh, reports here. I'm watching a, a monitor. And, uh, this thing is going to be around 10, 30, 11 o'clock today before it kind of burns off in the area. So if you got to move around early today, uh, just be careful, man, because I drove around in it a little bit last night. I went looking for something last night at halftime. Were you, were you going to celebrating? Are you going no, to get something no, to eat? No, no, I went to look, no I, I had <laughs> something to eat. I went and look, just looking for something else before some stores closed, and um, I didn't find what I was looking for. But the fog was incredible. 
Yeah. I mean, it's really, really thick out there. I know people were not celebrating last night. I hope everybody's okay. They got home safely uh, from everybody because you always talk about it being when they, they, they – It's an amateur, amateur night with, and then coupled with what happened here in town. Uh, you, you had folks wanting to just stay out in the streets. I would imagine I'd love to get some reports, and I know, you know – we, we, I think we, our very own Dr. Maria Boynton was was at the at the Peach Drop last night. Was she? Yeah. Well, if Maria, well, she ain't gonna be up. Some, give us a call. Saw then. some uh, saw some pictures that she posted that she was uh, down there. Jermaine Dupree and uh, had a n- number of uh, entertainers. They, they gave folks a good time. They brought the. I think it's first time in three years. It's been yeah. Drop. It's been a minute since they had stuff going on down there. Yeah. My thing is this, and we all remember the famous game. Um. Was it the basketball game? The the the, the I don't know, the championship or one of the in, in the final four was the semifinal game or whatever when the when the tornado came through downtown. Oh, that was Southeastern Conference. Tournament. Okay, SEC, SEC champion. Okay, yeah. but it was packed in there, and you can imagine what the SEC championships like, right? So ever all the vendors are all around downtown area. Marietta Street is covered up and down with 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 merchandise, and the game is going on, and. Um, you know, forgive me for not remembering the name of the player, obviously, but he hits one of the teams hits uh, a game tying uh, bucket. Well, the game would have ended, and everybody would have went outside of the dome, and it was like two minutes, five minutes or so after that regulation, of the game is when the tornado literally went over the dome. You remember that, Sam? Oh, yeah. But because the guy hit the field goal, I hit the hit the bucket, it went into overtime, so everybody stayed in when this tornado went over. My point is, after that, everybody just sort of farmed out into the streets, and it was mayhem down there, and I would imagine that's what it was like. Let's love to get some reports from anybody who was down there last night who still may be up, ain't been to bed yet. Give us a shout, 404-741-0929. But Sam and I, we are just getting started on the first day of January, but lots to talk about with some exciting games yesterday in college football. And we're going to get to some other stuff, too. It is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. In the final minute, Bennett from the pocket. Launches to the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. A.D. Mitchell. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 9829thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg. Happy, happy new year. We know it is for the Bulldogs and the TCU horny, horny, horny frogs and their wins yesterday. But that, of course, is called. Uh, that's the touchdown that brought Georgia back. And, and listen, uh, first of all, thank you to ESPN for allowing us to have it. But yep. that's the one that. that, Follow, that following Herb Street. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I wonder what Herb Street felt like last night, yesterday. Oh, you know, him being Ooh, up in there, and yikes. he was he was part of that last game between between man. Listen, when you think about it, I don't know. There wasn't no Garrison Hurst on this team, but you know, Ohio State was right there toward the end, and then yep. you know, Georgia came back, and I think it was similar to what happened with um with when Herb Street played. Except Herb Street ran into it; he almost did like a butt fumble thing. He yeah. ran; it was running back. You <laughs> yep. see that whole footage. But anyway, Sam and Greg here on this uh, this day after and. Uh, Listen, folks, we hope you had a wonderful thanks, um, Thanksgiving, uh, New Year's Eve, and, and, and no problems, and you got a chance to go out there. Let me tell you something, Sam. Yeah. I, was, I was not there. Uh, Eric, if you can come on and bring some, 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 some perspective on this. But 
I, I'm trying to compare the two after parties, if you will. I wonder if what happened down there at the battery, because that's all I was thinking about. The scene downtown after that win, was it similar to what was going on at the battery after the Braves? You know, or during those World, World Series wins, all the footage we saw down there at the battery. Eric, do you know anybody? Where I, I don't I assume you weren't out there, but you heard from any folks that were downtown? I know people. I heard from two people, a uh, couple friends of this show, actually, that were at the Peach Drop. And, okay. of course, that's only a few blocks away from MBS. And they said the – first of all, they said it was actually not as chaotic as they expected. Hmm. You know, there was it was organized. That was the word they said. It, it, it's organized. Well, that's so nice that means to hear. you know, thank you <laughs> to Atlanta PD and Fulton County Sheriff's that they had a plan in place. So, um, but you know, so far I've heard there's been no reports of any, you know. I wasn't looking for negativity like, that, like so. that. I just wondered what what it was like. What being in the you know who we should talk to, Sam. You know, I bet you we get a first hand out if we talk to one of them dopey millennials. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> I guarantee you somewhere down there, Garrett was say, hanging out someplace. Right, right in the middle of it, right in the middle of it, right? <laughs> I, tell you, I, I tell you the other people I really would like to hear from, the folks who've had to transform Mercedes-Benz Stadium and get them ready yeah. for a Falcons they, They're probably in there now working, aren't you? Don't you think? I wish oh. I wish uh, Brian Gebhardt was – because, you know, Brian was there he walking was, out. yeah. And he'll be, be, he'll be here in a little bit to get ready for his morning. I hope the guy got some sleep. Oh, let's, then that's our last segment. That's yeah. right. We got yeah, um, two guys with, 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 with the same fantasy. Same fantasy and, um, and one eye open. One eye open. Because <laughs> Brian was doing the, 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 the great we? show at the Reverb and then to the, to the stadium. Well, that poor guy. <laughs> But let's listen. Congratulations to Brian because I mean, and it's because of his year long work with the Bulldogs that he got right. credentialed, correct? Because little little insight to the to our audience, you know, the old days are gone. You can't just call somebody you know at a radio station and get free tickets to something. No. Now you and, and, and I tell you what, because of this game, if it was just a regular Peach Bowl game, us being local media might be able to say, "Hey, we'd like to come and and and, and cover the game." But when your game is part of the playoff, it's basically taken out of the hands of the yes, local it is. folk. Yes, the, the national sort of national media gets gets precedent. Um, you know, everybody. If you hadn't been in the mix with these teams, kind of like March Madness. I mean, you, right. you get you can't just say, "Hey, I want to go to the Final Four. You got to follow that team throughout the NCAA tournament through the first round, or you're not getting in to to the nope. to, to the to the Final Four. And so that's kind of how this works as well. But um, you like unless you say, know some of them corporate dudes. Well, then with, you, with them with them with, then you with, well, in the suites, you get in the building. But I'm talking yeah. about as far as getting the you know in, in the working area, being part of the working media. Gotcha. That's that, that that's limited when it comes to an event like this, and it will be even more so next week when they go out to Los Angeles. Oh, please, um, that's going to be opposing play. But did you listen? Yeah, man. College football didn't get the matchup that they wanted, but they got a matchup. You know, you say what you will about TCU. Listen, when one team from Texas wins, they all sort of jump on the bandwagon. There's going to be a whole lot of folks from Texas in L.A. next uh, next week. Uh, SoFi is going to host this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this matchup. Um, the people from Georgia that are going out there are going to see a show. Well, I don't know about comparable, but I would imagine it would be close to what we saw in the Super Bowl last year. 
Yep, and it's, remember, remember Georgia was there just several years ago at the at the at the Rose Bowl, taking mm-hmm. on the, what the, the the game with Oklahoma, which was an incredible football game. Um, so they get to go back out west to bring in the new year this time in the nice new uh, palatial. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> that place with no – here's the crazy part about it is it's all open air. That always – just when I look at that place, there's no enclosures. In other words, the air just comes right in there. And 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 rain or not, and I got a roof on it. It's just a weird design, but it works perfect for them. Uh, little uh, side note for all of you that have a relative, girlfriend, wife, husband, boyfriend, whatever it is, and their birthday is in uh, January. Now that we've yeah. turned the calendar, they yeah. should know. Go out and get something with. Uh, is it pronounced garnet or garnet? Garnet, the stone. Gar- garnet. Garnet. Okay, and the carnation. Those are the two flower. There's the flower and the stone for January. So there you go. Okay. insignificant information. All right, let's get back to this game last night. And Stetson Bennett, who threw that touchdown. I thought talk- he left too much time on the clock. Well, that's what you say. But he talked about that. He wasn't thinking about it. Here's Stetson Bennett talking about that final touchdown. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really remember, recall, you know, words. But I, just looking at everybody and saying, all right, hey, we hadn't played our best. And we hadn't done our jobs to the best of our ability. But, hey, we're here now. And it's in our hand now. You know, defense stood up whenever we needed them to. And where else would you rather be? You know, having the ball with two minutes left, and if you score a touchdown, you win the game. And I, I looked around, and there was just a whole bunch of just determined, strong stares from all the dudes and gave me confidence. Everybody else had confidence when we went down the field. That Listen, there's a couple things about that clip I wanted to uh, – Eric, do we thank anybody for that or just his post-game? comments okay thank you very much sam there were two things that i thought of listening to that clip okay one was the way he was talking about the setup he says you know he wasn't thinking about it and all that it reminded me of being 11 and in the street playing you know football with your friends you go around the fire hydrant, cut in front of Miss Racky's car, and I'll hit you right there by the Bonneville. You know, it just it, it sounded something like that or reminded me of that. The other thing that, that about that clip that um, stood out to me, I thought of you. Because you could hear during it some reporter typing away on his computer. Yeah, <laughs> just I heard. tapping away. <laughs> I thought, that's Sam. <laughs> you know, that was him doing his job back in the day. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's doing that. But but you know what, though? It, it's the, the calmness that, that he said, you know, just the way he mentioned it. And you can imagine he was probably that in the huddle. And that has been the thing that has been the key to him being so successful this year and part of the backdrop of his whole story, right. which we've heard a lot about, you know, his, you know, having to convince people that he was the guy. And even after winning, still having to convince people that he's the guy um obviously he showed that last night in a time when you had to like I said if you're writing a script about this guy's life to this point you know well you knew something was going to happen like at the end of the game and that's what I was watching last night I said we got enough time Georgia's getting the ball back we got time for this classic movie script ending uh for, for, for Stetson Bennett and for Georgia and sure enough it happened incredible numbers last night 23 of 34 398 yards, 23 and 34, both quarterbacks last night. Uh, uh, three touchdowns for Bennett and one interception. And that was the other thing. He threw that interception early in the game. 
And you say, when is that going to stay in his mind? Is that going to stay between his ears? No, man. This guy came right back out and and competed and fought like he had all season long. So, um, you know, just tap tip of the cap to him. Um, and for the game plan that Georgia had, they threw the ball a little more than I thought. I, you know, they, they ran it more in the first half, second half, because they were behind. They had to throw the ball more. You, know, you just wonder what the old coaches of the past from both of these programs would think about uh, having these two teams play and the ball just flying around the building last night. You knew Woody yeah. Hayes. You know, Woody Hayes hated the forward pass. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, that, that, was that, that wasn't the old Big Ten football you know, that they played. It was, they always call it three yards on a cloud of dust. And then, of course, with Vince Dooley, he didn't have much use of forward pass either. Well, <laughs> he we, was turning turn and hand the ball off. That's what, what, and so you think about those coaches and the legacy they have of the traditions of these programs down through the years. Not a whole lot of ball flinging around, more or less just running the ball and grinding it out. That's why I thought that Georgia would go to that in that last possession. Just grind it out and run it and run it all the way down till you got five seconds on the clock and score your touchdown and let's go home. Uh, when, he, when he scored it with like just under a minute to go, I, I said, ooh, 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 he's I, leaving some time. I, and when, when you were talking about coaches of the past, again, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game, .com. well, I tell you what, let, let, let's hear some Kirby, and then yeah. I want to give you my thoughts on the little analogy that you brought up here. But here's Kirby Smart talking about their opponent last night. But, hey, look, they got really good playmakers, and they got a guy that can throw the ball to them. They got a really good offensive line. They, they can score points. And uh, if you can't, at halftime, I told our guys, we have way more rushing yards than they do. When you look at college football playoff games, the team that rushes the ball better almost wins 95% of the time. But that wasn't the case because we had four missed sacks, and they had one sack. So if you miss four sacks and they get one sack and you have a turnover, there's, there's usually going uh, to be some tough times there. Kirby Smart talking about, and listen, I did it non-consciously. I just came out, and I, I thought about it after I said it, and I introduced that clip, and I felt like I'm somebody from Michigan. I didn't even mention her name. I just said their opponent. Because, you know, that's that thing between them two schools. They don't mention, they don't mention the other one's name. Or they just say, <laughs> they say that school from up north or that yeah. school from down south. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that, but it did. It just came out their opponent. <laughs> um, but you know what? When you listen to Kirby, this is why I'm convinced that, you know, long as he gets a quarterback – after Stetson, that it can be there for a few years, and you know he's going to recruit in a way that's that's. They're already his, there. His his job is getting a lot easier. We're already watching, there. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, I just it, it's funny that when you say when when you when you think about it because you know how the process plays out. Kirby Smart's job just became long term job just became easier. It's a landing spot for future coordinators, coaches of all kinds. He's just got to be. He's now in that in that unique position. Now, I don't know how much he'll embrace it. There are some people who just, we've watched, whose coaches who just want to be the closer. Don't call me till I got to, you know, take a flight out to somebody's house. And they got everybody else. They've just delegated responsibilities. Now, we don't think Kirby is going to do that. But it's, it's, it's nice to watch this play out and know that he's ascended to a level. I mean, forget about the wins. He is a coach. He's in that pantheon of, of, of coaches who when you talk about them you gotta you know you're including the national championship now when you talk about this person and I don't mean just because he's won one that you expect him to be back and it's the energy that comes from him when he's talking it's his, his attention to detail which I would imagine you got that from Saban and, and everybody else he's coached under but I just feel so extremely confident that this dude is going to get to the mountaintop he ain't going to be there for a minute 
short of you know some catastrophic injuries to his players. Well, you know, it, it, and that was it was neat this week in the in the pregame press conferences this week to hear him mention his recruitment of C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud came to visit Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stetson Bennett hosted him and uh, showed him around. He, I mean, and uh, you know, Kirby Smart talked a bit about you know, are we serious? I'm gonna have to go out to L.A. to see this guy. You know, when you get to that point. And, yeah, he went out to L.A. to see him, and he came back to visit, which showed that, that the feeling was mutual. There was a genuine interest in C.J. Stroud in coming to the University of Georgia. And so he's, as he watches him right now, it kind of confirmed a lot of the things that, that Kirby Smart believed about this young man, that, right. he, that he had what it took, and he put it on display last night, and maybe that was a little something that added last night. Hey, Georgia folks, I considered coming there. I didn't go to Ohio State, but this is what you missed. He put on a great yeah. show. Yeah, he did. And you got to give him credit for that. All right. Well, again, we are just getting started. Happy New Year, everybody. It's Sam and Greg. You got us till 8 o'clock. We're going to turn things over to a couple guys saying fantasy. Again, as always, we're the opening act for a full day of, well, what is today? Pro football. And, uh, yeah, we'd like, to get, we'd like to get one of them time-lapse shots of uh, Mercedes-Benz as they take off the national championship turf and put on the Falcons turf. That's, that's always one of those things. That it's kind of like the scene from Coming to America. Who's going to clean this up? <laughs> Who gonna clean this up? <laughs> what are you gonna do with all these flowers? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and if y'all don't know what we're talking about, go back and look at the barbershop scene and coming to America. <laughs> it's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. On down the river to Cajun Hideaway. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this first day of January, first day of 2023. Happy New Year to everybody there. Uh, that's uh, the extent of our tribute to the uh, Alabama program. Right there. Why is that? Because <laughs> we don't care nothing about them. Those guys are going on tour again. Alabama? Yeah. Well, we, I'm, I'm sorry we missed the first part of that, but anyway, we got it, we got it in there, and yeah, I man. want to do a little tribute to them. Um, but yeah, I ain't going to that concert. I've Maybe. been to one of that concerts before, man. That's it's pretty dog. It's pretty good. I know that I have been. I emceed once over there, and that's why I know I ain't going back. Because okay. <laughs> like the crowd, they by the time Alabama came on, there had been like two or three opening acts, and when I hit the stage to introduce them, it was not pleasant. No, it was <laughs> Just, cool, man. It happens I, at times, you well, know. I did the stage with them, but I, I covered them. They, they were the. They uh they had an and Charlie Daniels was the opening act for that. Now Charlie Daniels I I'd, I'd see every day. He gave me a hug once. We had as a charity at the Center Stage Theater, and everybody afterwards, Joan Jett and Charlie Daniels and a handful of other folks were up on stage, and the radio station was of course hosting. So we're all standing there arm in arm and talking about the money we raised. And Charlie Daniels put his arm around me and hugged me, and I felt like it was gentle Ben. And there's there's a reference for you going back. Yeah, really. <laughs> Go look at that, that big bear hugging about that? hugging about somebody. That? But he had that big old hat on and and gave me a hug, and I'll never forget it. Those guys were a, a tremendous show, tremendous show. But, yeah. but we've been playing that because Alabama played yesterday. Yeah, and, they and, did. And people, some people didn't notice it, but but Alabama did play football <laughs> yesterday. They were in New Orleans playing the Sugar Bowl. They went it forty five to twenty. And I was wondering about this game, Greg, because we've seen teams in the past uh, get to go to bowl games that. You figure they didn't want to go to. They kind of mm-hmm. didn't want to be there. And they go down and they lose. I, when I think about that, I think about Auburn coming here years ago and losing to Central Florida. And how people made a big deal about, oh, Central Florida beats Auburn out of the SEC and whatnot. But Auburn kind of didn't want to be here, you know? And, and mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's, 
that you wondered how Alabama was going to be with that. Bryce Young went out and had a, had a, a big final game through for 321 yards, five touchdowns. He did play the game. Will Anderson did play the game. These guys are expected to be first-round draft picks. And so since in so many years we've seen guys who expect to be drafted high not play in bowl games like this that don't have anything, any bearing on a national championship. Um, those guys played. But there are also some guys who've already hit the transfer portal from Alabama. You talked about things that Kirby Smart not having to deal with that now Saban is dealing with guys hitting the transfer portal. And he and took so, a shot at them too. He talked a little, 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 little bit about that when he talked about this game. Here's Coach Saban. Circumstances don't make you. They reveal the kind of character that you have. And I think this team revealed tremendous character, competitive character, in the way they prepared for this game and the way they played in this game. So you could say the circumstances, and we've had teams in this circumstance before. We didn't get in the playoffs. We came and played in the Sugar Bowl, and we didn't play very well. And we didn't practice very well. We didn't pre prepare very well. But this team did. And, you know, they went out there um, like a team, played together as a team, and they were rewarded for it because of what they put into it. Okay. I mean, he, 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 he again, he, he just seems like he's inside his, his glass house when he talks. That's just me. And people are starting to throw some stones at it. And he can say what he will, but I got put off by the post-game comments. Now, I don't, that sounds like that was in a more controlled environment, but it was what was said on the field, I think, that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And, and making a point of talking about those guys that, ain't gonna, that weren't there. And opted out. Well, well, that's the thing. If it had if it had impacted the team, and the team didn't go out and play well, and that's one thing. But the fact that the team, I think that that's what he wanted to see. That's what he needed to see. You know, for for him personally, and really for the Alabama people too, to see them go out and and play well in this game, even though they weren't a factor in the championship. But because he plans on being, he plans on being back there next season. Oh yeah, I'm sure you know he does. I mean? that, that's but, the thing. But I mean, he's. And he's always been that way. I mean, I know, but Sam, look, he got all the accolades in the world. What else could he possibly get? Why it's is control, it so different? Why it's is control. it so different? But even with the, he's not going to lose no control if he if he ascends to the high road once in a while. He never operates there. He he's always he's always he, on lower whacker. No, he's always he, hanging out down there. To no, me, I mean, he was took the high road in the comment we just aired. He seemed like he took the high he didn't road even there. Have to, he didn't have to bring that up. Why not? I, again, he, what we just heard is different from what he, I'm talking right. about. He, did, he didn't openly the bring it up. Yeah, and, and maybe he thought about it before he sat down for the press conference. But in the press conference, I think he – and he is quite a wordsmith, if yeah. that's something you yeah. want to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he crafted that very well. And maybe he thought about it a little bit. And, you know, hey, after all, we did come here and we did win and the guys did show up and play well. And so he thought of a different way of spinning it out there. But at the same time, yeah, you know, you guys took off and whatnot. Like I said, that's why I feel like he comes back, he wins the national championship, and he's going to get on his horse and ride out of town. And that's what I think he does, simply because the control factor. He does, it, it, it's, I don't say it's totally gone, but he doesn't have it to the degree that he's always enjoyed having it. And for someone who has the accolades that you talk about, he feels like control usually comes with that. You think so? Sense. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it, well, in, in the past, it has. Yeah, well. In the, pa in the past, it has. You had that kind of control. 
and you don't you don't have that now. And so that's why I think if he he's recruited very well, he came over here and got three of our top talented high school players this year uh, to sign with Alabama to go along with a, a group that he has coming back. Uh, he's got to reestablish the quarterback position, obviously with with, with Bryce Young now moving on, but. You know, I, I, if he can get, I think if he gets him one more, I think you go, you're going to see him get on this ho- horse and ride out of town, just like Roy Williams and just like uh, you know Mike Shashevsky in basketball. You can't control what's happening now with NIL and uh, and transfer portal. Yeah, well, the best late schemes of mice and men, as they say, or plans, if you will. You know, he can he not not everybody gets to dance off into the sunlit, sunset like John Elway. And, and, and Michael Strahan and, and those select few, especially those who you'd like to see, uh, you know, exit a certain kind of way. But, again, I, that it was just the, the, the on-the-field post game that I just feel like, man, you just won this thing. You, you got as best as you can. You did as best as you can this year. Why, A, take a shot at some guys who are thinking about their future? And, and I get what you're saying, but tradition with, with – a lot of millennials doesn't seem to be as important to them. And the, the sooner you wrap your mind around that, the sooner life will get better for you. Cause you just can't, you just can't change progress and how it's, how it's orchestrated. You just can't. Well, you, you call it progress. You would call it chaos. Hey, that's him. That's him. But you see, that's well, the guy. He's the only one calling it chaos, but, but like I said, a lot of people got to rewrap their brain. They do. As to, how, as to how it works. Or, as you said, Coach K and Roy Williams and some of the other all-time greats that are just exiting stage left. And the funny thing is, there is a dude who's accepted it. Now, he ain't winning the way he used to. But when you talk about Saban, when you talk about some of these other guys who either are having a problem dealing with it and, and or just left, Greg Popovich is still there. Pop is still, and he's still having people who want to come play for him. Now, he may not. Uh, listen, you can't always just get yourself a Tim Duncan and, and Manu Nobly and, and, and Tony Parker as your core, but he still, he didn't walk away. He didn't quit right after, you know, his big three left. And he seems to have embraced the younger athlete. That's just what I see from my seat. Anyway, uh, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 Game, 929thegame.com. You mentioned Bryce Young. You got two quarterbacks that are going out. Actually, a couple of of the quarterbacks that you saw yesterday, or somebody who maybe we didn't see. Maybe maybe they're in crutches. Who's who's one of the, who's going out first? If you had to speculate, um, I, I still feel like the guy at Alabama is at the top of the, is at the top of the food chain uh, of some very talented of a very talented quarterback class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, you still got some other guys. You got the quarterback from Kentucky. You know, Rivers. He's one that people think that you know, will be a, a great, you know, professional quarterback and, you know, got the next level. So you got a number of guys that people will be watching um, in, in this draft. And so we see that in where the Stetson Bennett fit into that. A lot of people thought he was just a, you know, a, a program uh, offense manager. Um, you know, this guy shows that he can do things to win games. And so, you know, it makes you look at him a little bit differently. He's going to get his shot. He's going get to a, get a great shot to play at the, at the next level of the team that um, – that, that needs a quarterback and a guy that just knows how to win. And so it, this quarterback class is, is going to be pretty interesting to see how they're going to be stacked in the mock drafts, how that may change because of the, the play that they had this, uh, you know, in the bowl games and what they may see in some of the workouts. So um, I think it's going to be great. But to, to me, I still, I still like the guy down the road, down I-20. I still think he's the, the, at the top. 
Well, one of the things we're going to ask our guest in the 7 o'clock hour is his thoughts. Well, we're going to pose it a certain way. because for he's, last a, he's, year, he's an Ohio guy now. Yes, he so, is. So, now, so, I'm, so, not going, so, I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about let's, let's, <laughs> let's be careful with him this morning. Hey, just, just how be careful with you him. have been talking about the last few weeks, especially since Marcus Mariota stepped aside and they brought up Desmond, that his play may determine what, and you know, the Falcons may go for in the upcoming draft. And you just sat here and talked about the, the, the quality of quarterbacks that are in play, and you got to wonder. Now, with just a couple weeks left, I don't think that's a sample size to where you determine what kind of quarterback you're going to have in Desmond Ritter. But a few weeks ago, there was a conversation by a number of people wondering if, mm, you know, maybe we need to look at some of these guys coming out of college this year and possibly maybe grab another one, depending on where the draft um, position is. I, I don't know that that's the case, but you did, like I said, you laid out a scenario these last few weeks where you got, okay, we got to see what Desmond's got, and then there's going to be some determinations in the executive offices with the Falcons. You still think that's the case? Oh, absolutely, and that, that has to be something they're thinking about. In today's game against a, a banged-up, shorthanded Arizona team, uh, the Falcons are, are favored to win um, today, um, Desmond Ritter and all. So, I mean, let's see how he goes out and, and uh, if they can execute and, and have a good outing. We know what the last game is. He's going to be going up against the GOAT yeah. in the final game. He is. But uh, today is a day I think you really wait to see. His third start, uh, his third week, um, you know, going in knowing he's going to be the starter. And you want to see how he's prepared and how he executes. So, to me, this is a game you're really watching as far as an eye on the future for that position for the Falcons. Happy birthday, Jason Pierre-Paul. Having a birthday on the first day. Uh, would you like to have a birthday on this day? January 1st? Nah. Nah, I don't think so either. You probably, <laughs> when, you, when you're younger, you probably sleep through most of it. Yeah, really. <laughs> After New uh, Year's Eve. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, Morris Chestnut and turning 42 years old today. <laughs> and a pocket full of money. Elon Nordegren. And if y'all don't know that name, yeah. that's Tiger's X. Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> With a whole lot of money and good looks. You know, uh, just yeah, – no, let's not go down to that road. 7 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to D. Orlando Ledbetter, the aforementioned Ohio resident or former Ohio resident. We're going to get his thoughts on the games from last night and also talk Falcons. It's Sam and Greg on January 1st. It's 2023, folks. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.